Welcome to the third episode of Practicing Discipleship Podcast, where we're going to look at the lives of Cody and Hillary Slayton and how discipleship has impacted their lives in a very real way. So let's start with my dad. Give our audience a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, I grew up on a farm uh, in Howard, New York, very small town, and uh, just didn't have a lot of friends growing up and um, was was unhappy a lot as a as a child uh, with a dad who adopted me so I I didn't know my birth father until I was 18 and uh, so a lot of things growing up were uh, were difficult for me and and I made things difficult on myself as a, as a teenager just uh, because I was uh, angry and unhappy about a lot of things and uh, looking back now I I can um, thank God and, and see how he used that farm and, and taught me things, uh, good work ethic and, and perseverance. And um, so I see God's hand in, in using all of those things. And now I can look back and be thankful. But uh, yeah, so that was sort of my childhood. And then uh, when I went off to college, I got saved uh, and uh, started a whole whole new life and a whole new perspective on life. Um, and was married at a young age. My wife and I, Hillary, were married at 19 and 20 and, and lived, uh, started off our, our marriage in San Antonio, Texas, where we lived for 14 years. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was born. But how about when you were saved? Can you give a little bit background on that? Sure. So growing up in, uh, in a church, a really small rural Baptist church, um, I sat in a lot of, lot of sermons and a lot of Sunday school classes and knew all the answers and thought that I was a believer and even had uh, a lot of affirmation from my mom, uh, who was uh, a real, a real, um, spiritual force in my life. Um, so, uh, you know, she thought I was a believer, and I, I had myself deceived and a lot, of, a lot of other people deceived. But when I went to college, um, God used a lot of uh, some unusual circumstances at uh, actually an all-black college uh, where I was one of the few white guys uh, around and was uh, just really felt uh, alone, and, and uh, God, God was able to use that for me to just uh, take a look at myself and and um, so I was I was uh, approached by some some um, false teachers uh, that uh, really were challenging my faith and I was defending my faith one evening and realized uh, uh, sort of uh, actually uh, in terror and and fear uh, was realizing that uh, I was defending a faith that I, I don't I didn't think was actually even genuine uh, all those years and uh, so I uh, that night my eyes were opened and I, I realized that I had never really made a sold-out commitment to follow Jesus and and that night I did that and uh, changed everything yeah thank you all right mom how did you grow up and um, then after that, talk about how you were saved and God called you. Yeah, I had a really difficult childhood, 
and upbringing. Uh, my parents were divorced when I was six years old and just grew up in a really unstable home. I moved around um, lots of times, went to 12 different schools and um, grew up knowing about Jesus, but really didn't have a good feel for what it meant to be a Christian. Um, I met your dad in high school and he was the first person I knew that actually read his Bible every day. Um, so we, um, dated for a few years and then got married right out of high school. We found a church in San Antonio, Texas, where I was stationed in the Air Force. And that's really where I began learning about scripture and, um, met people that were living their lives, um, according to God's word and just met a lot of people, um, that were willing to pour into us and teach us. We had a Friday night Bible study with several other young couples and just really took that time to learn all the things I didn't know growing up. Um, I think after a year, a couple of years of going to the church, the pastor was teaching on fruits of the spirit and going through each one of them and, um, really just confronted us on if we didn't have the fruits, then we didn't know Jesus and that hit home. And, um, I ended up repenting and confessing that very night and became a believer. Yeah. Thank you. So you were saved after you married, but how have you experienced discipleship or what, what people have ex have discipled you in your marriage specifically? So I know that you both had some people who impacted you personally before you got married, especially for dad, but um, who really came alongside you in your marriage that you can look at and, and really impacted you the most? Well, that's, that's the easy one. Um, Marshall and Mary Asher were uh, like our spiritual parents who uh, kind of swept in and, and uh, just really took us on, took us under their wings. And um, I even um, approached Marshall one evening when you, Cody Noel, were in the emergency room getting a penny um, pulled out of your esophagus, your, uh, your windpipe. <laughs> you had gotten a penny oh lodged in your um, in your airway. And, uh, I would just remember sitting there with Marshall waiting and, and, uh, talking to him and saying, uh, that I really appreciate him and that I don't have a, a real father figure, uh, in my life. We were, you know, living in South Texas and all of our family was up here. And, um, I knew I really needed a godly father figure. And, um, he, uh, he, took on that challenge. He, he agreed and he, um, I think, I don't know if he was surprised, but, um, he, uh, that began a, a really cool relationship. Really cool. Yeah. So how did you meet Mary Asher? Was it separately or once? once well, you it's funny. Her daughter, Hannah and I were both pregnant with you and Andy at the same time. And we became really good friends and just, I would hang out at her house with her often. And that's kind of how I got to know Mary. And then Mary's daughter, Hannah, married a military um, mm. man. And so they ended up being stationed other places. And so 
I don't know, we just ended up having time with them as if they were our parents. We started meeting with them when you were um, a baby until you were 10 mm-hmm. years old. Well, so, many years of um, meeting together as a couple and then also individually um, we would mm-hmm. meet with them so we could talk about things specifically yeah. that we were struggling with in our marriage or you know, with friendships or anything really. But they really gave us a firm foundation of what a godly marriage looks like. And that was so helpful um, as we were preparing to have you guys and know how to have a stable, loving home to raise you in. Mm -hmm. And they would just meet with us and tell us that we needed to love each other and our kids most of all needed to see the love in our marriage and that would make them feel secure and stable and loved and so they really showed us and gave us lots of practical um ideas about how to love each other and how to encourage each other and how to forgive each other um and how to just be a stable environment for our family really cool so those are some lessons you still remember today um dad what are some really specific lessons that you remember Marshall teaching you and impressing upon you that you will never forget? Hmm. Well, uh, <laughs> one of one of uh, his Sunday school lessons um, uh, was uh, hard to forget, and I tell people still today, and they they kind of scratch their head. I I tell him that he taught us how to spank, <laughs> and he brought a big giant teddy bear to Sunday school class. Um, he also brought it to our home um, and showed us how to use a paint stick and, and uh, other household tools <laughs> to uh, <laughs> safely and um, in a godly, responsible way um, discipline our children using, using that poor little stuffed bear. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's a very practical tool that you needed as new parents and... I don't remember you telling me that, but I know I got a lot of spankings when I was young, so I could probably teach you a lesson or two about being spanked. But, um, so that's cool. All right. So, Mom, what are some practical things you guys did to meet up and stay in contact and, and just keep that relationship going? I think the Ashers would come to our house, gosh, every other week or so and have dinner Mm -hmm. in our home Mm -hmm. and we would just talk after dinner and we always started with scripture and Marshall was very specific about um if if we had a question about something we were struggling with or dealing with or wanted their wisdom on he would just tell us where to open our bibles and he would have us read scripture out loud and we would talk about that. We would break it down and just somehow walk away with application um, from God's word and gave us a lot of clarity and understanding and how to um, think and pray through the situations that we were dealing with. And then um, Mary and I would often meet up somewhere for coffee or dessert or someplace at a restaurant, usually a quiet place, mm, yeah. and just get together and talk and I mean, talk about all kinds of things about marriage and finances and physical relationships, intimacy with your spouse and just so many things. She was wonderful to, I could ask her anything and she would give me godly wisdom and advice and, and help me to, um, do the things that make 
life so much easier. Yeah, someone who is older and just reflecting on the passage of Titus 2, someone, uh, an older couple who is impressing upon you guys as younger couple, um, just their wisdom that God has given them and just changing your lives for the better and even mine as I have been learning from you and taught by you and um and as you guys practiced their what they taught you and how um how they showed you to be good parents and so it really it even goes from generation to generation discipleship is has such an impact um so what would you say dad is a scripture passage that has really impacted you or even they pointed out to you or during that time when you were first married that that really impacted your life and helped you mm-hmm. well um one of the things that our church was good at believers fellowship was good at was um doing retreats and and they would do men's retreats and women's retreats and couples retreats um and uh the men's retreats were always really good, and, and that was a huge, um, a huge asset. The, the older men in the, in the church um, really encouraged every, every guy to be involved in, the, in these retreats. And um, so we always really learned a lot and from the older men in, in the church. And they, they were, there were several older men that were, that were like, father figures to me in that church and um so at one particular one of the particular um men's retreats we attended um it was about acting like men and being strong and um first corinthians 16 um verse 13 says be on the alert stand firm in the faith be strong and act like men <laughs> and that's a that's a verse that i've um loved and and um held on to ever since and um and since then uh memorized verse 14 which really um brought really brought things home for me um even just in the last couple of years that says let all that you do be done in love and i think just all of those seeds that were planted and the mentorship of um older men showing me what it means to be a man um i was finally able to finally able to realize that it's all about um, loving the way God loves and sacrificially loving and um, strength uh, comes from um, standing firm and, and loving God and loving mm. people around you. Yeah, and, and even the love of God giving you that strength. And that's really cool that you still hold on to that verse today from all those years ago. Um, and just the discipleship that that church really set up and and having those retreats and, and doing things to get people together outside the church. And I think that's so important because you really do go and sit in church and you do not strike the conversations. And especially now in this time of, of COVID where you are really not um, encouraged to even branch out and really have those conversations um, in the church building. Um, and... So just just being intentional and and even asking the church or or being someone who can start something in your church, a leader in your church, to come up with an idea 
to start something that could impact people and get the men together, the women together. And it's it's really as easy as that. And coming up with an idea, if, if you like something and you want to do something, there's bound to be someone else in your church who is, who is going to want to join you and be a part of that too. So, um, Mom, I know that you have been impacted by scripture as well in, in different retreats. I remember being young and having to stay home with dad and having frozen pizza and you right. did you did make good breakfast, but um, you made that a priority. But you also have been impacted by different written resources. So what is what is a book that really impacted you? I remember one of the first books that I read as a young believer and a new wife is The Excellent Wife by Martha Peace. And there was so much practical information that I just had not learned or heard of um, growing up. And so that resource for me was huge in understanding my role as a wife and um, as a woman and as a daughter of the king. And it was just really helpful in, in teaching me what my responsibilities were, and how to do them in a godly way. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, just seeking out that that resource. And do you remember who recommended it to you? I don't know. I remember we might have done it as a Sunday school or something, or a Bible something, study or something. Yeah, something in the church. Mm-hmm, something in the church that we would meet and, and study and talk about. Very cool. Yeah, so... You guys are such a good example of um, seeking that discipleship. And I know since since moving to Texas, we are um, just still looking for that. And I know you still have just started um, really meeting with Marshall and Mary Asher again, um, just because you, you do miss that discipleship and the impact they had on you was so amazing. They really are like parents to you. Um, so you have been intentional to really try to reach out to them again um so it really takes that that step of intentionality um practicing discipleship is all about encouraging you you guys to step out and make that intentional intentional step to not be afraid to start an event at your church or talk to that person or if you've lost contact with um, someone that was an impact on you to start that again. Not be afraid when you're struggling with something to go back and and restart that that relationship and um, not just let it let it fade. So I hope you you learned from this episode um, about the some resources that maybe you can can look into. Martha Peace has other um, books and there are books like it that you can you can look at and digging into scripture and and getting together with your church and seeking out discipleship.